2: Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Today's today the day where you should, if you haven't voted already, you should be at someone's polling place, preferably the one you're supposed to be at, um, because it is primary election day. Uh, I am your host, G. Welcome to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good. Entertainment, and today we are bringing back a couple of ladies who's. Um, mission right now is to get people uh, to be more conscientious about voting. It's all about the ballots, and we're here with Cassandra Brown and Mae Hazleton. Good morning. How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? All right. Hello there. Hello there. Thank you for coming back. Really appreciate it. So I know you guys have been busy. That's an understatement, I'm sure, Uh <laughs> Tell me about what's been going on and and what's been happening with you all, especially since um, uh, early voting has begun and the um, mail-in ballots have been sent out.
0: Well, as you know, it's all about the ballots. And, of course, it's all about voting, being registered to vote. Uh, And if you got your vote by mail, making sure that you understand how you vote by mail, where you vote by mail, um, the changes in some of the precincts here in Lake County, and knowing and being ready to vote, being educated about your vote, where you vote, how you vote, when you vote, where, when, how. And so we've been working hard, Cassandra and I. We've really had our noses to the grindstone uh, doing poll monitoring and really positioning ourselves for voter education. It's been hard, but really it's been... A great experience. This is, this is the time um, in our country where we know voting is the most important. Democracy is at stake.
2: Democracy is at stake here. Now, speaking, uh, speaking of monitoring the polls, um, for those that don't really know or haven't paid, been paying attention, they have poll watchers. Um, certain groups are allowed to have poll watchers to come in, and you, your group has even stepped up and said, hey, we will pay some of you to go and keep an eye out in terms of what's going on at the polls. Um, and you're having a hard time. You've been having a hard time getting people. Can you, first of all, explain what a poll watcher does, um, how you get qualified to be a poll watcher, and what you think, is the problem in terms of being able to recruit people to do this especially with um, <laughs> with with a uh, monetary incentive.
0: Gee, uh, let's talk about the difference between poll workers, poll monitors and poll watchers and okay. um, everything starts with the word poll. So let's let's take a minute to add some clarity here. So poll mm-hmm. workers are actually paid members of any uh, supervisor of elections Office, so that's his yes. staff, his or her staff, and then right. poll watchers are um, mostly volunteers of a uh, part of a party, either Democrat or Republican, or in some cases, independent or nonpartisan. But um, mm-hmm. those are poll watchers, now where Cassandra and I fall in, is right in the middle, poll monitors. And ah, this, okay. these are people that kind of stay outside that, that magical 150-feet line. And so we, right. we we are observing poll monitors slash observers, and that's how we can pay people or individuals who are concerned that people have the freedom to, to, to vote, that they're not harassed, uh, if they need information. Am I at the right place to vote? Do I have the proper ID to vote and just to observe and report back anything unusual that they see. If someone um, uh, is voter intimidation, voter suppression, that's a big thing that's going on here now, and it comes in very overt forms and sometimes very subtle forms. But mm-hmm. that's where we fall in is poll monitors.
2: I see. Okay. And I'm kind of on the other end because um I do work one of the reasons we're recording this show today is because I usually do work the elections. I am work mm-hmm. I am at um a precinct. Um I I'm what they call a VSI um vote, voting systems in, inspector. Um I'm wow. the person that you see before you go out the door to put your um ballot securely into the machine. Um so um that yeah I've been doing that for uh, quite a while now um and yeah you know you do have people that come in and uh aren't quite certain about the process, uh even though some of them have been doing it before partially because of some of the changes, but also because they've had concerns now, you know they're uh new laws out there, and people are are trying to figure out, you know, what is that going to do with regards to my vote? Is that going to hinder me? You know, um, am I going to have to do something a little bit uh, more or different than I did before, you know? Um, But the basics are still the same. Having an updated ID, making sure that you updated your information uh, with the Supervisor of Elections Office in each in, in the county that you live in, um, making sure that if you decide not to vote early to go to, um, you know, to, to go to when you go to the the polls, it's the right location. And it does say that in the advanced information that you get. Now, I'm not sure how different Lake County is from Orange, but, you know, usually there, there's a, a – like a long sheet with a small card it's perforated you you know put it out of something you can put a wallet size card, and it tells mm-hmm. you you know yes. all of your information
0: and and actually, even with s b ninety and some of the drastic changes that happened with s b ninety in Easton Lake County, and I've been out in some of the other county s o e sites just to see how the information how the information is presented to those voters as Mm -hmm. compared to how information is presented to our voters here in Lake County, to see, you know, are they getting clear, concise information? And that's a big concern to me. There's information, and then there's information we can understand. And there's a big Mm -hmm. difference in those, those two. And going out and so... Um, There's good information out there, but if you start from a position that you really don't know what you're looking for, even good information may not be helpful because you don't know what you're looking for. But Uh you, you, you can find what's my voter information, and you go in and you can fill out online and find out what your voter information, how you're registered, what your precinct is. Now, mm-hmm. Cassandra and I are, are right now, we're in the middle of developing two two items that we think are going to be really critical, uh, door hangers and uh, postcards. And during the okay. 2020 election, we distributed close to uh, uh, eight to 9,000 door hangers, even though it was COVID and we were right in the middle of COVID, the onset of COVID, and we had no... Mm-hmm. Uh, Really, interaction with people. We just went to doors, and we had pre-planned uh, areas that we were canvassing, and we made we wanted everybody to have a voting right checkup, and then mm-hmm. to, to make a plan. And that's exactly what the door hanger said. And then we had a postcard um, for people, and and with a little personal note that just in case they couldn't vote in person on Vote by Mail, and we mailed out probably um, 8,000 of those. I mean, we wow. really would. And we've got a partner this year, and it's the universalist, universalist Unitarian Church here, and they're just waiting on our redesign, and they're we're, we're hitting the streets again for the uh, general election, and we hope to do even more. So that was nearly 8,000 door hangers, and 5,000 postcards. And can you imagine, Gwen, we want to we do more than that. We want to do more oh, yeah. than that. Right. Okay. We want everybody to have a plan. We want them to do a mm-hmm. voting rights checkup. Uh, we're excited. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm excited and passionate about this.
2: Yes. So let me ask you this. Um, since early voting has started, have you been getting any type of specific reports in terms of uh, concerns, that this wasn't done properly or, or there, there was, um, you know, the, the people that may have had concern about whether or not their ballots were um, cast properly? Have you had any any information, any feedback?
0: Not yet. It's still early, not yet. Uh, we've mm-hmm. still got some more days to, to go because the um, early voting started on the 11th, um right. and goes through the 20s, so we're right in the middle. Um, I actually yeah. have relatives. They started it late, working.
2: didn't they? I'm sorry. Um, didn't they start? It seemed like they started a little later because usually it, it seemed like it was, you know, they had more weeks ahead of time. And for Lake County anyway, I know they started a little bit later than Orange, but still uh, in uh, either case. A
0: couple of days later than Orange. I think um Lake County may, uh, I know Cassandra is on, I think we started a few days later, uh, some of the other counties, but we started on the 11th.
2: Okay. All right. It just seems like uh, it was fewer weeks. It looks like I thought there mm -hmm. were, like, I don't know, I could have been wrong, like three weeks they had beforehand, and now it seems like it's just (laughs) one week or a week and a half or something like that.
0: Right now it's um, including the starting date and the ending date. It looks like it's, well, it's 19, 20 days. Oh, is it? Okay. No, No, I'm sorry. It's 10 days. Yeah. It's less than two weeks. It's 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. I I don't recall exactly how many days it was before, but it seems like it might have been 13 or 14 days before. But right now Mm -hmm. it's about 10 days.
2: Right, right.
0: You're on point with that. You, you're right with that.
2: Yeah, it 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 seemed like a shorter time period because I I thought I remembered maybe two or three weeks. Um, so it just seems like a, a big rush to get everybody to to do it, and you know I'm I'm hoping people don't get caught up in the short time frame, and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden have to try to figure out how to get time off of work to go and, and uh, vote. Yeah, so.
0: I actually yeah. had a call this morning from a friend um, headed out to the polls for um, early voting. That he and his wife were headed to the polls, and I said, "Well, how do you feel?" Just letting me know, how do you feel? He says, "I feel pretty good. I've got my my uh, he he requested a vote by mail, but he mm-hmm. uh, didn't uh, actually vote by mail. He was gonna uh, vote in person, so he knew the procedure." for doing that, but it made me feel good that he said my wife and I were going to vote. We decided on who we we're going to vote for. So people people are energized. People are energized. Good. Good. But back to your, to circle back to your original question, haven't gotten uh-huh. any feedback on any major
2: issues. Okay, good, good. Okay. that's that's good to hear um because the less controversy the better because i I would actually like you know when when election day rolls around or afterwards, I would like to actually focus on how I would like to hear how well things went and and you know how the system really worked, and everybody is satisfied with you know and didn't have any problems uh casting their vote, and uh, the numbers are all you know um <laughs> Un- uncontroversial no. I would just say. I just would like to see um because it seems like it's been quite a while. Uh we I don't think we had that many problems in the last uh, election cycle. Um, but I it would just be nice where we could focus more on what the results are and, and who moves ahead and and uh you, you know, know that Cassandra, everybody was able to do it properly.
0: you're right. Cassandra, in the um twenty 2020- twenty Election, Cassandra actually for Lake County
2: mm-hmm. in a
0: very different role. Um, mm-hmm. She was the boiler room. She led the uh, the Democratic boiler room efforts for uh, poll monitors there. And we had a few problem areas. We just had a few uh, problem areas that, uh, and she handled them very well. So there was a system. And now mm-hmm. uh, we're we both. Are partnered with State Voices, uh, Florida, for their voter protection efforts and and poll monitoring. Which back to your earlier uh, comment on how we're able to uh, pay poll monitors to do pay paid poll monitoring through that process. And um, she's phenomenal. I know she's on the line, but she's phenomenal in finding those avenues where we can bring art boots and feet on the ground efforts here in Lake County to the larger mm-hmm. umbrella efforts here in Florida and plug us in so that we can do what's necessary for the community at large here
2: in Lake County. I like that. I like that. Uh, so uh, now how many people, it can't be just the two of you, how many people do you have working with you all right now? Um, Cassandra, do you want to take a
0: Stab at that. She has that. We 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 have um um the team the actual for all about the balance. It's four on our team, but mm-hmm. for our poll monitoring, um the way they're registering. I think right now, Cassandra, how many people are we have right now with our poll monitoring team?
1: Uh, right now there's I think about eight registered. Last time I checked.
2: Okay, and now what What does a person have to do in order to become a poll monitor for you all? So their
1: first step would be to uh, register, to, to volunteer as a poll monitor. Um, through the mm-hmm. program that we have, we are paying stipends of uh, $75 for four hours, or $100 for six hours, and we are also focusing on the predominantly black locations, uh, polling places. So the first step would be to register the volunteers. Second step would be to get trained. Um, State Voices is offering their own training, or we mm. have a slide deck where we can train people if they can't make the State Voices training and then mm-hmm. i also have all of the material that they would need while they are out in the field so um they could definitely reach out to either one of us we do have uh like emails that have gone out social media posts about it on um you know facebook mm-hmm. instagram twitter all of those so uh we could definitely get you more information on that okay and i think that came and- in right when you all were talking about the uh early voter registration days and so it varies Mm -hmm. across the state and they they have to do a minimum of eight days and i think the max is like 14 or something and so it it just really varies and depends on the supervisor of elections which makes no sense to me it should be standard across the state and that will put down on misinformation disinformation and confusion so that's mm-hmm. what we really like to see, you know, is that, hey, these are the set times, these are the set days, and that's across the state of Florida. But, of course, you know, that's too much like right, so <laughs> that's not the way it's being <laughs> done right now.
2: So that's something... That could be probably, um, I don't know if that's something that you have to to have to get on the ballot to have them do or um, whatever you have to, um, whoever comes in office this time around, uh, you need to probably approach them about um, championing your cause in terms of getting that consistency. Um, across the state so that um, Mm -hmm. no one's confused because it's easy. There's so much going on. There's so much information out there. It's easy to kind of get uh, confused, and uh, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. So so now we know. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, there's people that, you know, when you relocate and you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm in Florida, so it's probably the same, and then you get somewhere else and it's not. The other thing that guys mentioned that you all mentioned was about um, anything that's not going right or whatever. And there was, there is a group. um, It's like a Republican group, and I had the article earlier, but they sent out a lot of misinformation. And so, um, credit Mm -hmm. giving credit to, to Hayes, you know, he pointed it out. He called them out and said, "Hey, you know, this is these are lies." And we haven't sent out any ballots because they were saying, you know, you this is your ballot or if you receive this ballot, and no ballots have been mailed out. So those are the kind of kinds of things that we have to keep our eyes open for so that we can report this and get it to the right people so that, you know, those who are behind this can be held accountable. So that's where everybody can take apart, just kind of listening and trying to hear or, you know if your family member is saying something that you know is absolutely incorrect then you can say hey no that that's not how it goes
2: mm-hmm. so now we know because this is airing today on primary election day that it might be too late to get monitors for today but um for the general election will you still need monitors um to to uh, be trained Absolutely. We are
1: recruiting now, and our our efforts will continue um, so that we have a, a really solid team. Like we did during the last um, presidential election cycle, we had about 30 volunteers, I think, and some of them did double shifts. Some of them covered, you know, more than one location. If this one was kind of slow and not too much happening – it would you'd be willing to go to other locations and the the way that state voices has it set up now is that the volunteer can actually jump on and pick the polling locations that are closest to where they live or you know maybe they it's closer to their job so they can leave work and go you know to the polling location or whatever but they have more flexibility as far as uh picking their own hours, um, and locations. So I'm I'm really excited to be working with this partner this year. So
2: I know your primary focus is Lake County. Do you have like a partner group in, in some of the other counties nearby?
1: Uh so the statewide coalition has partners like all over the state so we have people in all areas of the state doing this and when I did it uh, when we did it before I even had a few people over in Marion County which is where I'm from so I was able to uh, recruit some of my family members to do it so yeah it's happening all over the state it's yeah it's a national program but yes Florida is is being covered pretty well oh good
2: good so now, um, what are your concerns? Do you think that will happen as a result of some of the changes? What are you, are you, is there any uh, one or couple of issues that you want the monitors or anybody else for that matter to be looking out for?
1: So for me, uh, my main concern is always uh, in- intimidation. You know, and then with the census putting in the the voting police or whatever you want to call them, you know, that, for me, that poses a problem because people Mm -hmm. are already afraid, you know, and if you see law enforcement, sometimes people won't vote, you know, because it's like, oh, they're going to try to call me out. And then you can have people that come up and challenge, you know, your, your voting, your right to vote. And that could be scary mm-hmm. for someone. So, You know, those are the types of things we want people to look at. Or if you see someone turn, being turned away and you can say, hey, did you get the vote? You know, because you're kind of watching. So, you know, if they went in mm-hmm. in two minutes, they came back out That hey, there's a problem. That's that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. So you would go up to yeah. that person to try to find out why they weren't able to vote and then try to help resolve that issue. So um, just things like that, you know, looking out for whole the the workers don't always have the answers, or some of them they've been doing it so long that they have these <laughs> outdated notions about how this works, and sometimes they're wrong, and they don't you know they don't like to accept that, but you have to call mm-hmm. those things out and reach out to the supervisor of elections office and of course, to our hotline, we have a boiler room that's being manned by um people across the state, you know attorneys mm-hmm. and different people that could help. Maneuver through those issues and make sure that person is able to vote
2: Yeah And like I was mentioning earlier, I I do work the elections That's one of the reasons we're recording today's show And I've done it for several years The one thing that I would, well several things But really I would like to (laughs) encourage everybody Is that don't wait till 659 If 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 you know, for example, that that you know you're going to face a lot of bad traffic, or there's going to be some sort of hang up at work, you know, I would just suggest if you can take a half day, you know, off if you can, uh, so that you're not rushed and uh, you know dealing with this crazy traffic because our population has grown and therefore we have awful traffic. Uh, You know, do what you can to get to the proper polling place. And and like I've said before, take your sample ballot. If you have an absentee ballot, take that. Um, Make sure you have done your research. You've got this, uh, I think the 20th is the last day. I'm not sure if that's everywhere, but I know in some places the 20th, which is Saturday, is the last day to um, do the early voting. And so I would, and just also remember you are limited in terms of who can take your ballot in if it's a mail-in ballot or or something that you want to turn in. You are limited in terms because of the new laws in terms of who can turn your ballot in. And if you're turning in a ballot for someone, you're limited in terms of whose ballot you can turn in and how many ballots you can turn in. We had the supervisor of elections from Orange County on um last month and he was giving us the 411 on on that so just you know try to do a preemptive strike as i call it in terms of you know making sure that you're, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. You know, your your information is updated. You know which place you're supposed to go to to vote. You know that um, you, there's a deadline for early voting. And do your homework, go online and see who, who um, you really should be voting for, who's going to represent your best interest for sure, so – I just wanted to throw that out there because I have seen it. I'm there with the person that is running in the door at 659. And then find out that they can't vote there. They, we have to do kind of a provisional ballot, but it is not their precinct. And it's like, well, I've been going here for years, ever since I've, you know, started to vote. And it's like, well, you know, the dynamics have changed. The population changed. And one of the things that uh, our supervisor election said, and I don't know if you're having that problem in Lake County, but they've been having issues trying to find places that will host the elections.
1: Absolutely, because I noticed that most of our early voting places have changed. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a whole there's a whole chart, and I was, you know, kind of going over the chart, and most of those places have changed. So for me, I don't even encourage anybody to wait until the twenty third to take a chance. On voting, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Go Mm-mm. take you know get that mail-in ballot. You can drop that off at the supervisor of elections office, or go to any early voting location. Then you don't have to try to figure out is this your correct polling place, or you know fall into any of those uh, voter suppression traps where they've changed, closed a lot of the precincts, or you know, whatever's going on. You don't know. Save yourself the, the stress and, the you know, the, the chance that your vote might be not be counted. You know, just go do it early or drop it off. You don't even have to go inside. There's a drop box outside of the elections, supervisor of mm-hmm. elections office. Drop it off,
2: you know. So, yeah, yeah just avoid all of that. Yeah, because I even had a discussion with my husband this weekend, and we were talking. I was like, "Well, it used to be here, and now it's here." And he's like, "Well, no, it used to be over there." So, like, since we both, since we both have actually, first of all, the place where they used to have it, or where I thought they used to have it, I had never been there. But because I work the elections, I don't ever get a chance to go to the actual polling place, you know, that's designated for our household. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so we we usually try to vote in advance because also his issue is how far he works from the house. It takes an hour to get home, um, you know, um, and, and so trying to do that commuter struggle and get to a polling place in time to cast the vote is it, difficult. So yeah, we we do that um, the early um, mail, absentee or mail in vote, um, the, you know. So the, the, but we make we do make sure that we vote. But the one thing that we discovered too this time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break before I talk about that. We are here with all about the ballots with Cassandra Brown and Mae Hazelton, and we're not taking calls because. Um, This is pre-recorded because, like I said, I'm working the elections. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back.
1: Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's
2: superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next
0: 60 years.
2: This is Douglas Dobbs Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are actually out um, working, working the elections, and we're talking with Cassandra Brown and Mae Hazleton uh, with All About the Ballots, Um, they're based in uh, Lake County, but uh, there's efforts like theirs going on all over the state trying to make sure that people are able to vote, that people are not being unfairly um, turned away for, you know, voting. And uh, one of the things I was getting ready to say is that if you are, by chance, if you are working, Elections, and I don't know how it's done in Lake County, but I know in Orange County, if you're working in elections in the past, they used to automatically send you an absentee ballot because they knew you were not going to uh be able to vote that day because you have to get there before the polls open and after the the polls close. If you stay until after the polls close, well, I come to discover um <laughs> I had to go ahead and request my ballot. This time, Uh, I was talking to my husband when he was requesting his because he thought he was going to automatically get get his and he had to request his and I called and they're like, "Oh no, you have to go ahead and request yours." I'm like, "I'm working," (laughs) but it's like, "No, you have to go ahead." So hopefully, you know, if you haven't requested your ballot already and you're working the elections, you know, go early vote, but um, you're going to have to, you know, do it because they're not going to automatically send it. That's what I found out. So. One, one of the
0: things that about the many changes is some of the changes, uh, individually the changes themselves uh, don't seem to be that great. But in the aggregate, they, they, they create a sense of confusion. Um, Cassandra mentioned the fact that um, most of the early voting precincts have changed. And so it's the the, death by a thousand cuts. I call it voter suppression by a thousand different changes. And um, in the individual, it's like, okay, you can remember that. You can remember that. But if you've got so many little things that you have to remember, and this sense of confusion of do I really know what to do to vote? And that's where – um, that's that lane where we try to stay in of adding a sense of clarity so that people and educate people so that they know this is what you do. Here's look at your card because your precinct might have changed. During early voting, that's not so important, but if you wait to the last day, it's very important because that's where you have to go to vote. Um, and so I want to just wanted to make that comment about. That sense of overall confusion about what really is going on.
2: So let me ask mm-hmm. this: um, it, There's a conscientious effort to su- to suppress certain votes, or do you think that they make changes, trying to, I guess, regulate and enhance, and also trying to to uh, deal with the population increase. And they're not necessarily thinking the whole system through.
1: No, no. Um, For me, absolutely not. I feel that it's calculated. Um, Just like when we got Amendment 4 passed, what did they do? (laughs) Strategically, they turned right around and implemented a law that canceled all of the hard work that we had put into Florida. First he said, oh, we had a great election So why do you need a elections police force Or whatever it is that they're calling it No, I feel like it's calculated And it's meant to suppress the vote of the marginalized communities That's the way they work And you can follow a lot of that stuff back years and years To see they're trying to basically take us back to <laughs> Before the voting you know they they turned a lot of that around. So absolutely not. I feel like they know exactly what they they're doing and the people that are in those high places making those decisions a lot of times like they say they're playing chess and we're falling behind because we think oh it's you know they're not really aiming that towards any particular person. No. That is exactly what they're doing. They know the power of our vote, the black vote, just like they know the power of our dollars. We don't even know the power of our dollars. Many of us just like we don't know the power of our vote and our voice. So, you know, I don't I definitely don't um think that they, that is a coincidence or they're trying to um anything about the population or, no. know, that's not the case. And and earlier you you mentioned something about uh Oh, for election day and and uh, people, you know, like taking a half day off. And for me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we've been pushing for years for uh, for that to be a federal holiday. Nobody should have to take a cut <laughs> from their pay. People are living paycheck to paycheck. People can't afford to take a half a day off to go and vote, and they shouldn't have to choose between going to work to feed their families and having their voices heard. That should never be, you know, a choice that somebody has to make. They should make it a national holiday. People should be off of that day and free to go and make their vote, have their voices heard.
2: Okay. All right. So let me ask you this, because I I got a feeling that you're probably not going to agree with what I'm about to say, but I still (laughs) want to know. (laughs) I personally believe that you should be, you should, when you get, when you register to vote, it should be like getting your driver's license. There are certain things that you should know or be taught or have to, you know, certain tests you have to pass or whatever. And I know some people are going to say, oh, this is like going back. Well, the thing about it is I I think there are just some basics that everybody needs to know in order to be an informed and educated voter. Uh, Because my fear is that there are people, and I see, I do see it, my fear is that people are casting their votes just based on a poster that they saw or a commercial that they saw, and they're not really um, taking the time to uh, learn more about the process or be educated about the process and the candidates that um, they have to select. Okay, so... He- I absolutely one hundred percent
1: agree with you on that. <laughs> Unfortunately okay. there's some type there's some type of disconnect, especially in our communities where um they're not being taught this. And it's like, um, with May and I with our organization, it's so hard to reach the younger generations or to get them interested in the voting process. And it's like there's a disconnect. I don't know where those parents or grandparents are that, you know, or even the school system. You know, where where mm-hmm. are they supposed to get this education from? Where are they supposed to learn this stuff? You know, it's up to us as a community to educate. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we come in and that's what we do. And it's funny that you said that because a young lady that did my hair um, saw one of the stickers and may have tell you her funny story about the stickers, but they have the mm-hmm. stickers on the pump that say Biden did this, and this was a a black young lady, and she was, oh, you know, and and Biden is the one with the gas, you know, great gas, the gas prices up, and I was like, Lord, I'm like, are you serious, and that's what they do, they play on our communities, because they know they're not going to go and research that, they're going to see that sticker, and when, if they vote, (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's the one thing they're going to remember. Oh, body oh. as these good.
2: <laughs> yes, hey, it's not. So hey, hard. wait, wait. I got to stop you, unfortunately, because I have to say I, I know someone is not a young person that actually believes that. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's and and our you know,
0: people, you know, <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but, well, the thing the is, so our people perish from the lack of knowledge. Yeah, and I mean, it, you know, it's the thing. It's the issue. It's complicated. We we have to stop saying it's one person or the other person. No. You got to look into the whole system in terms of how how it operates. How how are the prices made or developed for gas? Mm-hmm. You know, and and who's getting there a little bit here? Who's getting there a little bit there? Um, you know, mm-hmm. you have to understand the process. You know, and that's something that they should be teaching in schools, for Mm -hmm. for real. They do need to teach that in schools. Um, When they teach economics, they need to teach, okay, when you buy butter, where, you know, know, it's not just from the farm to the grocery store. There are a lot of people whose hands are in that process of getting butter from the cow to your your table, you know, Mm -hmm. and and how much it costs. So uh, these are things that that we, if we if we need to do anything, one of the things we need to go back to the school system and say, hey, you know, what you know, you need to do. You talk about home economics. This is more than just about learning how to sew and cook. Right. <laughs> we need to look, we need to talk about we need to talk about um, you know how how much it costs, who's all involved, you know, how much it costs to ship it, how much it costs. For, for equipment to to make these products and so on and so forth, you know. And they, they need to talk about, you know, gas, food, um, buying a car, buying a home, all of that type of stuff so that when these um, young people come out and they're trying to get their own car and food and, and housing and all that type of stuff, they know the process and they know what to expect to pay, you know.
1: Right, and they should also know how their vote affects all of yeah. us, you know, who you have yeah. in there, who's going to vote on your interest? You know, when it comes to should we raise the taxes or whatever, you know, that's where the voting, that's where it's tied to you and what what you're eating every day, your grocery prices. And, and most people aren't making that connection, and so that's where we mm-hmm. try to start with their basic needs and try to get them to understand this is how all of this is tied together, you know, to connect those dots. Mm-hmm.
2: And I also think that there needs to be, um, when you are registering to vote, you need to also learn that that's, you, you know, going to the, the polls and, and casting the ballot is, is not enough. You have to learn what lobbying is all about, and you need to learn what uh, doing the research, and I'm not just talking about young people,
0: <laughs> okay,
2: and and, and that's nope. part of this problem is that we have some misguided older people but we're telling these mm-hmm. young people to respect their elders but the elders aren't necessarily um, totally knowledgeable about the process either in terms of what they should be doing other than casting a ballot so absolutely with,
0: with with the discussion uh thus far and what cassandra was referring to i was at mm-hmm. a service station and i happened to look over and there was a sticker on the at the gas pump that said uh these high gas prices or something, you know, you can blame it on Biden and I was just absolutely shocked. So I, you know, it was a peel off label. So I peeled that mm-hmm. off and I looked around and I saw that they were on all of the um pumps. So I oh, I, yeah. I was enraged I, I was enraged so I just I just ripped them all off. I just ripped them all, <laughs> off. <laughs> I yeah.
2: did.
0: Because I knew yeah. you know that first of all, it had nothing to do with him it had it you know it was a uh, convergence of issues, what's going on over and, and 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 all of the things that are going on, and the rising mm-hmm. price of fuel the fuel what's what's going on over over russia and everything and so but like Sandra said, someone says oh." Biden is at fault, and just understanding what is going on in our country. Uh, Cassandra uh, shared with uh, a group of people on the racial wealth gap, so much to do with voting. Because once you understand the racial wealth gap in this country and how it ties in to economics and how economics tie in to what we are voting for, at the mm-hmm. local level. All all voting is local. So if you understand how that ties in. And and quite honestly, some of the things that she shared and I learned from that were amazing just going back to redlining districts and um that's a much broader topic. But you can narrow it oh, yeah. down to to your neighborhood and your front yard because once you understand that so to answer your mm-hmm. question, I totally agree with both you and Cassandra, you know, your voting your voter registration card should be just like your driver's uh, uh license. You need to take a chance to get it. You know.
2: Mm-hmm. And I know that
0: sounds like, okay, what are you talking about? But yes, you have you're it. right. and and then there are some people that have it and then don't exercise the the right for it. Uh and I'll mm-hmm. share this 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 one short story. Um, I mentioned earlier that we were putting all of these door hangers out for uh, uh, your voting rights checkup and making a plan, and we're working those and developing those right now. We're in, right back in 2020, and it's Saturday morning and it's hot, and Cassandra and I were sneakered down, and we've got our all about the ballot T-shirts, and we're in the neighborhood. We are in the neighborhood, and we're going where others have not gone in a while. And so there's mm-hmm. a group of young men. Uh, they're watching us. They're seeing where we're going. But we're, we're home, so we're not afraid or anything. We're going to go give them a card. And we, we got into this discussion, Cassandra, did we not, about where the stimulus check came from, <laughs> you know. Ah, and yeah. And they were saying, uh, Trump gave us the stimulus check. It's like, no, you have to educate where you meet the lack of education. No, he did not give you the stimulus check. Congress gave you the stimulus check. He can't give you anything. Um, and just just kind of educating. And one of the impacts that we have is we go to where those voters are, voters that people have not talked to or spoken to, to educate that know that the gas prices aren't um, – biden's fault and and just you just have to do it where you are and each one teach one that that used to be a phrase i heard a lot and that's what voting education is all about just teaching Mm -hmm. someone simply no that's not true Mm -hmm. that is simply not true here's the truth
2: so where do we begin i mean at, at this point Uh, because I know we keep saying, okay, some stuff needs to be done in the schools. Some stuff needs to be in the community. Who do we get involved? Do we get the churches involved? Do we get the fraternities and sororities involved? Who do we get involved in order to to start this process, in in order to say, okay, voter education is needed. Um, Who's going to do it? How are we going to do it? What's the game plan? Yeah, so – I think
1: each of those that you named should play a part, and there's it shouldn't be this divide, you know. And and before you saw a lot of the black churches in this world, mm-hmm. now it's like they're hands off. They don't want to, you know. You can't talk about it, or they can't, you know. And I don't know where that. I have heard before that some of them, you know, there's more misinformation or not, you know, lack of knowledge that they're afraid about the 501c3s. But I've been to white churches where they've had panels with nothing but Republicans. And, you know, that, mm-hmm. that they definitely shouldn't be allowed to do that because of course you have to invite both. But I learned mm-hmm. that it's up to them that they show up. But the thing is, um, where are the black churches? Like, in the different groups, we uh, work with Cheryl Gibson, which is a Delta, and they do a lot of amazing work around this, you know, and I and I really wish other orgs like that would jump on and help out, because sometimes we want to partner with those organizations, and because mm-hmm. we're nonpartisan... It's not about pushing a party or telling people who to vote. It's about educating folks and making sure they understand that you're voting about issues that affect you in your everyday life and not mm-hmm. about, you know, oh, it's Democrat because my grandma and them was Democrat. No. Right. It's about people that are going to, right, people that are going to, you know, vote in your interest and things that actually affect your household. And so for me, you know, it's getting into the schools, the churches, right. some of these other groups that are meeting and, uh, you know, meeting and eating. <laughs> like what what work are you doing? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. You know, if mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all yeah, we're doing, I... then you know, I, I I have work to do. I you know, I can't be a part of that. So for me, it's about getting out into the community, meeting people where they are, and not you know, I guess having these different clicks around because right now it seems it's so hard to get people together and we come back together as a community and everyone mm-hmm. works towards the common goal of educating, like you said, not only our youth but even some of our elders and, you know, older mm-hmm. people that have been excluded from the process or really just don't understand the process.
2: So right, because a lot of things take the have whole changed. community. Um, so if, if, if you've been voting a long time, if you're an older person, you've been voting a long time, a lot of things have changed. Um, yes. And so you, you, it's kind of a matter of being uh, updated on on the process mm-hmm. and, and finding out, okay, what's new. And, and everything that, that's new is not necessarily bad.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Know? Because, you know, you have a lot of people that are suspicious of change. Uh, you right, know. especially so, you vote by mail. Yeah. Vote by So you by have mail. to analyze everything. Elders. Yeah. You have to right. analyze everything mm-hmm. and find out what's good about it, what's bad about it, and, and you know, what's going to be the best situation for, for me as a voter. And, yeah, and it's not all about the party. I mean, I actually – Used to be Democrat. I went nonpartisan. Why? Because I'm like, I don't want the pressure of saying, "Well, you're Democrat, so you have to do this," or "You're Republican, so you have to do that." I am I am voting my conscience. Me and God make that decision and <laughs> go exactly. forward with that. Exactly. You know. But I'm looking out for the best interests of me, my family, my community, um, and I don't have to be a member of any particular party in order to do that because I have to vote for the president. Right person that's gonna do the best job for me.
1: Absolutely. And um for years, you know, we were taught like, no, you know, don't don't vote by mail. You don't know what they're gonna do with your ballot, you know, so thank God we were able to kind of change that mindset during the last mm-hmm. presidential election and try to get people to understand you can actually go online and track your ballot to make sure that, you know, your vote was counted. And so now people mm-hmm. are a little more comfortable with voting by mail because, for me, that's mm-hmm. like a safe route, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah black people were very suspicious of, of vote by mail and, and, you know, older older people as well. So, yeah. And
2: the funny thing now that is time. that it's not black people that are suspicious about it. It's other people yeah, that are suspicious flip, right? about it. <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> Exactly.
2: So now how can people get more involved with All About the Ballots? Can you talk a little bit about the organization and how people can get more involved? Absolutely. Um, So we're
1: always looking for people to help at events, you know, volunteer at events. Uh, We normally have pretty good turnouts and we need people to, you know, man different tables. We're always giving out nice uh, swag and things like that. Um, also we'll be doing, like May said, she's working on the postcards and the door hangers. So we'll definitely need people to pound the pavement, you know, go out and do lit drops for us. Uh, we're not necessarily doing like door knocking right now because of COVID, but we, we can just leave the information on the door, you know, in, in some of these neighborhoods, um, Definitely for National Voter Registration Day, which is coming up September 20th, we're hosting uh, several voter registrations throughout Lake County. So we want to do one in Claremont, one in Eustis, one in Maldora, one in Tavares, one in Leesburg. So that's like five in one day, so we'll definitely need. Um, volunteers to help at those different locations, and even if you aren't comfortable, because I know right now with all of the uh, threats of being charged with a felony, if you mess up with the voter registration, people aren't as comfortable doing that, but the way we're doing it is they scan a QR code, and they can pretty much basically register themselves. You're just there to kind of help with the process. So, um, and even if they're not registering voters, they can come and help out at some of those tables. We usually um, always have food to hand out, you know, so there's lots of ways to help. And if anybody wants to offer, like, any in-time services as far as help with websites or doing emails, you know, so there's so many ways that they can get involved and help out with All About the Ballots because right now it's just uh, me and myself, so... We're always looking for volunteers.
2: And what's the contact information
1: so they can reach me, Cassandra
2: Brown
1: at Cassie B C A S S -S I E B as in boy zero four zero four at gmail dot com. Um, and we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Yeah, and I think that's it. And then May,
0: you can reach me at May Hazelton at A R T H U A H at yahoo dot com. That's A R T H U A H at yahoo dot com. My number is three five two six three six zero nine one one.
2: Okay. Um, Any last-minute tips or or information you want to give out? we got a minute or so.
1: Absolutely. So the last day to vote at any location and not be worried about whether that's your polling location um, is the 20th. So try to get out there and vote early or take your vote by mail and drop it off if you don't have time to mail it. Drop it off at the Supervisor of Elections Office over in Saberi's and avoid the hassle of Election Day. So many things could go wrong on that day. Don't take the chance. Um, If you absolutely have to, like uh, Gretchen said earlier, make sure you have a voting plan. Make sure that you allot enough time to be able, just in case something happens, to be there and keep a watch out uh Alan Hayes has the thing a ballot tracking system on the website right now, so you can literally track your ballot all the way through the process, even if something is wrong with the ballot and they need you to need you to cure the ballot um you'll get an alert about that as well, so that would be a great thing is to jump on and sign up for that ballot tracking. We are uh, looking recruiting for paid poll workers. We also need people on the canvassing boards to watch and be that eye, you know, to make sure things are being done fairly across Mm -hmm. the board um, as far as curing ballots and checking vote by mails and different things like that. So uh, any way that you are willing to help out, we welcome you and we need all the help we can get.
2: And if you're in Orange County, you can go to get more information on OCFElections.com. That's OCFElections.com. That's the Orange County Supervisor of Elections Office. And they are located on 119 West Cayley Street, Orlando, Florida, 32806, downtown Orlando, uh, just off of I-4. Um, 119 West Kaylee Street. So make sure you um, go, and if you have, you need to contact them. Their number is 407-836-2070. That's 407-836-2070. Cassandra and May, thank you for your hard work. We really appreciate it. You all have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Thank you,
0: have you for
1: having us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk day. with you bye soon.
2: Bye. You too. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour I Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. If you haven't voted already, please go do so. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.